you have a very fun occupation. It has to be. I mean, it's a labor of love, right? I guess it is fun. I think actually both locations <laughs> are fun. The preschool is super fun. The kids are super cute. And we kind of stayed in our same wheelhouse opening Ready, Set, Play. Um, your background is education. Correct. And so that kind of was an evolution. Tell me about that, you know, because Ready, Set, Play is an extension of Ready, Set, Learn. But what was that first spark that led to, you know what, we can do this. We can do, we can do this that has a market, that has a business plan, and we think we can do that. What, when did that begin? Um, so I started, I was a teacher in the public schools. Um, I taught fourth grade, yeah. um, which was great. I love those little kids too. Um, but I kind of got bored with the age group and just teaching the same things over and over again. Every year was, you know, the same lessons, the same kind of subject matter. And I really wanted to go to a younger grade level. Um, but like we were talking about with the MCAS scores. <laughs> <laughs> but by, by the way, you, and, and that's something that is when you're really good at helping students produce great MCAS scores the schools don't necessarily want you to go anywhere else you know so it's not easy to transfer in the Pittsfield public schools when you do a really great job at what you're doing right so my grade partner and i were really good you know i i taught math and she taught ela and we were really good um you know really good at educating the fourth graders um so you know a kindergarten teacher position opened up and i kind of was like oh i'd really like to do that and you know my principal was like oh you really want to like you know, wipe their noses. And I was like, yeah, I do actually like that's, I do. I want to do that. Um, you know, and it just kind of seemed like I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to get that, that position. Um, you know, and then a first grade opened up and I kind of threw my name in there, you know, and it just wasn't, I wasn't getting where, where I wanted to get. So, um, I ended up leaving the public schools and my husband and I purchased like a second house. So at mm. first, when we first opened Ready, Set, Learn, it was on Virginia Ave. Really? Um, kind oh, of near Allendale School. Okay. Yeah. So we okay. had, it, it was like, uh, we bought the house, like kind of like a rental property, took all the walls down and made it like a one room schoolhouse. Okay. So we did that for two years and both years, our wait list was just crazy. Wow. So there is a huge demand for... Uh, so this is pre-K. It's like a combination of daycare and, or, or, or I guess, will you tell me? So our program is really, um, it's a good combination. So a lot of people talk about play-based learning. We're kind of both. So we have a pretty much an equal day of play plus learning. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have curriculum that we follow. Um, all the pre-K teachers have a math and a reading curriculum that they follow. It's really just focused on getting the kids ready for kindergarten because the rigor in the public school system is is really high right now. So mm -hmm. I think is it, it, is it just Pittsfield or is it every district that that's rigorous? It, you know, focused on on those like MCAS results or so I guess every district is pretty rigorous in kindergarten. Like as it used to be that it was um there was a lot more playtime. The kids would still be able to play in the kitchen yeah. area, things like that. It's not really like that anymore. Hmm. Um, they focus a lot on reading. You know, I, in the early you know, years, play is learning. I agree. <laughs> right. I mean, like, that, and and anyway, it is. It is. Um, and I remember, like, the only thing I remember about kindergarten is playing in the sandbox. Like, I don't remember anything else about kindergarten. I know. Although I'm old, so I. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> but, but really smart. And yeah. You've done some amazing things in your life. <laughs> so I think we're, I think you're doing okay. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so we opened our little one room schoolhouse and we are, we are pretty academically focused, I think more than other preschools are. Um, but I think parents really like that aspect. They know when their kids go off to kindergarten, they're ready um, and they're ready to learn how to read because that's kind of what they're focused on there. Yeah. I guess the magic is sort of that integration um, is to say, okay, well, you know, yes, we have to have the, the quote unquote learning that is acceptable in the MCAS world, but also integrate that into sort of real world play or, you know, that sort of connection um, where kids are really tactile and, and they, you know, they want to do things and hold things and build things and, uh, interact with one another. Yeah, a hundred percent. And we actually do a lot of, um, even just free play, like where it's not us telling the kids what to play, what to do. We're playing this game or, and we give them a lot of opportunity to choose what they're playing with their friends. Um, and a lot of outdoor, a lot more outdoor time mm. than other facilities are giving, That's great. um, you know, so we do at least a half an hour in the morning and then another hour in the afternoon. So the kids are getting outside much more than, yeah. you know, the, the, the schools are. Yeah. You need the sunshine. Yeah. You need yeah. some vitamin D and some fresh air. It's good. I love it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so our little, uh, one room schoolhouse, um, we started looking for property, which I don't know if you've ever looked for commercial property in Pittsfield, but it's a few and far between. Mm -hmm. There's not really things that there's not really new builds. It's, it's kind of a weird place to look for property. A hodgepodge there. Yeah. So yeah. we ended up finding the church on the corner of Dalton Ave and Benedict Road. Mm -hmm. Um and I walked through and I was like, actually I think this could work. And it was still a church. Like there was still pews in it and there was still an altar. <laughs> there were some robes in the closet when we bought it. It hadn't been decommissioned yet. I, know. I mean I think they got rid of some things, but we bought it as is. Um for a pretty inexpensive price, I would say at the time, but Nobody else wanted that church but me. Interesting. <laughs> um, and huh. so in the church, we have three classrooms. We have two four-year-old classrooms, two pre-Ks, and we have one three-year-old classroom. And it also has a gym, you know, for the cold weather mm. um, and a pretty good outdoor area that we created. Mm. That's really interesting. Um, it, it's also interesting that, um, that that was available. You know, sometimes I look at those, uh, it, it, you, they don't build those like they used to, or, you know, I mean, try to build a building like that today. Well, and it's funny because we obviously had to spend a lot in renovations because mm -hmm. it was a hundred year old church, Yeah, <laughs> which I guess has a backstory. It was moved from Woodlawn Ave. Really? Benedict's Road. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody on, I follow this page. It's like, um, something, I'd have to look it up for you. It's on Facebook, but it's like an old Pittsfield page and they post like the old buildings and what they used to be. Mm. And they posted a whole article about this church that was moved from Woodlawn to Benedict Road, <laughs> and that's my church. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, maybe it was uh, in the GE days or something like that. They had to move the church to allow GE to expand or something like that. Who know. knows? I don't know. That is fascinating. Yeah. Write, so... us, write us in and tell us the the backstory there if you know the story. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I do hope that you are enjoying the podcast. I just want to take a quick moment to let you know that this is a production of 180 Media. That's my full service communications and marketing agency. We do a full range of content development, graphic design, web development for WordPress or Wix or other web platforms. 
copywriting, video work, check out 180media.com and see also some of my past work and the agency's past work on my blog, johncroll.info. And now back to the podcast. You had a huge amount of demand for it. So it's never been about marketing the business per se. I mean, I'm sure you have to market it, but I mean, it seems like there is a market to tap into. Yeah. So with the original and with Dalton Ave, I really didn't market it just that we were opening there. Yeah. Um, and we've never really had to, I mean, <laughs> I post things on our Facebook page, which during COVID I kind of got out of a little bit because I don't know. It just seemed weird when everybody was in masks and stuff, but I post things that we do on our Facebook page, but I've never really marketed that business. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of business owners that are saying, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, you picked a great business model, but it just, it happened to align with your passion. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, it sounds funny because you think fourth graders are 10, you know, and these kids are three and four, but they, it's all the same. Mm. Like they do cry a little more when they're little. <laughs> but it's the same. I feel like education, you know, if you're, if you have a good model and a good, um, plan, I think it's the same, whether they're little or they're older. And, you know, a lot of things that I didn't agree with in public school, like even like recess time, you know, my son's 12 now, but when we opened the preschool, he was five and six. And I remember just thinking, I wish he had this much time to play. Like, yeah, they don't have a lot of time to play. It's like 20 minutes or so. And they're still real little in elementary school. I feel like. Yeah, it, 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 there, there's a fundamental uh, question there and a real just, I, I think, conversation that needs to take place. Um, you know, I have looked back and even 20 years ago, uh, many of us were perplexed at the MCAS movement and looking at that and saying, wow, we're going to look back one day and say, what were we thinking? Um, but unfortunately, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Because it's still in full force because MCAS was supposed to not be simply about a high stakes test. If you remember, if you go back to education reform of 1993, man, that's a long time ago now. Um, time ago. It was supposed to be about a comprehensive project and the test was only supposed to be really sort of a benchmark, not a be all end all. And uh, the, it's kind of become its own beast uh, in a way. And I don't think it really has helped as far as the preparedness of a child to be able to live life and have skills and that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. It shows that someone has a certain set of skills and can pass a test. That's, I mean, obviously there's some value to it clearly, but at the, at the end of the day, the amount of time, energy, and resources put into passing the test, we have to rethink that. Yeah. I, I just think those are things about education that even teachers don't like, Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe if you've just gotten into the field and you don't know any different or mm. don't know any better, but I just remember, you know, Matthew coming, that's my son coming to, you know, hang out after school and just, he'll still, he would still go play in those preschool classrooms mm. and be seven, eight, nine, yeah. you know, and go find some blocks and play like, they don't have the opportunity to do that, which I understand there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of things you have to do in a school day. But when I first started teaching, I remember having two recesses and that was cut out pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. That's and wrong. now there's one, one 20 minute <laughs> recess or whatever it is. It is absurd. Yeah. It is absurd. Bring the recess back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so that evolved then to a, a second location. Um, is that because of just the demand? 
Yeah. So we were still would have a pretty extensive wait list, um, for Dalton Ave. Um, you know, there was 60 something kids on the list sometimes. Um, and we, we only do school year based. So we're September to June, just kind of like the school schedule, Sure. um, which is not ideal for some families. So mm. we're not, you know, we're certainly not everybody's cup of tea. I know we are, we have a target market, but we're not everybody's yeah. thing. Well, you, you, you don't have to be everybody's, thing. <laughs> you're, you know, you're running a private, you know, business. So, you know, at the end of the day, it, it makes, that's your, that's your, what you're able to do. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up um, partnering with um, Matt Scarfoni and Milltown Capital. Um, they had already purchased uh, 41 Wendell, which is the old American Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had kind of reached out to just see if they had any buildings available. Cause it's the same thing. It's like, where, where, what building can you buy? We even like, like toyed the idea of St. Joe, but I'm like, God, that's gotta be such crazy renovations. Mm. Um, but just to find a space that was big enough, that would give us enough, you know, additional classrooms and, you know, kind of where could we do that? Um, and they had already purchased that building. So we talked about, you know, renovations and who would be responsible for that. Um, and they actually agreed to renovate the building for us, Fantastic. which is great. So we didn't, <laughs> that wasn't our thing. They renovated the building. Um, and there we have two, three-year-old classrooms and two pre-K classrooms. So altogether we have seven yeah. preschool classrooms. And so the pre-K that's four-year-olds or? Yeah. Okay. Four-year-olds turning five. Um, sometimes it's five-year-olds that like just miss the cutoff because mm. you have to be five by September 1. Mm. You know, so sometimes we'll get like somebody who's September 18, but yeah, you know, they, they can't go to kindergarten yet. So we have some five-year-olds in there too. Awesome. And then and then <laughs> and then because and and i i have uh i talked to a lot of parents um as, as you do yeah. as well obviously <laughs> and um there there is a a general consent hey look um we got a lot of parks that's great kids can go to the parks if they play sports there's a lot of sports in pittsfield um and in the berkshires um but uh, when it comes down to it, there are a lot of families that feel like, well, you know, in order to do some of these fun activities that are set up for kids, we have to go to Albany, we have to go to Holyoke, that sort of thing. So you obviously saw that there was um, demand for uh, something else. Um, so Ready, Set, Play is the evolution there. But, you know, tell me about how that all came about, this Ready, Set, Play. So, um, I mean, I like to talk about business ideas all the time. <laughs> <laughs> husband. So entrepreneurial spirit. So, you know, we're sitting there on the couch at night and we'll just be talking about what we think should be here in Pittsfield and, um, a playground or something like a playground kind of came up a lot. You know, we have, we have three kids, um, 22, 20 and 12. Um, but we've been talking about these things for years. Yeah. So we've always brought our kids to Albany, to Billy B's or to Holyoke, to the trampoline park, or, you know, and, and it's always an hour away. Um, and we're like, we should, we need something like that here. We need something for kids to do here. So, you know, what could we do? Um, so again, it all comes back to space and where could you put that and where is big enough and, you know, all kinds of that kind of conversation we'd bring up and we'd, the two of us would be online, you know, looking at commercial real estate, like what is out there? <laughs> Nothing. I'll tell you if you, 
if you're looking, <laughs> there's nothing there. So um, when it kind of first started, when um, what moved out of Big Lot? Price, right? So anyway, we when Price Right left, like we didn't even at grocery shop at Price. I've never, I never went to Price Right <laughs> when I was there. I'm sorry. Thanks. They're out of business. It's, they, it's, they don't, it's all your fault. It's my <laughs> fault. I didn't go there. Um, but I was like, I remember looking at the building and thinking it was big enough. Like mm. I didn't know the square footage, but it would have been big enough to put something cool in there. Um, so we reached out to the property um, management because it's like listed on the sign there if you drive by. Sure. It still is right now because they have like some small spaces available, mm-hmm. but they were already in talks with Big Lots. So that was a no. So then I did reach out because we had um, that learning center for the older kids at the Allendale Underground. So I reached out to that guy because I knew him anyway. So I asked Glenn if they were releasing the old Big Lot space. But then he told me it was only like maybe it was 5,000 square feet. Not big enough. I didn't think so. Okay. So I was like, I don't think that's big enough. I'm not really sure. So we we didn't really pursue that much. Um, and then I had seen, um, I think on Facebook, because I didn't go to Retro Fitness either. Hence, <laughs> so maybe it's me. I'm the reason everything's you know, out of business. Key. If you want to succeed <laughs> in business in Pittsfield, get Melissa Fawcett to, to go. I need to go there. And I then guess. you'll succeed. So um, if she doesn't show up. You're not going to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw that they were closing, I think, on Facebook. And um, I was trying to figure out. It's, it's funny because I I guess I am a pretty um, resourceful person because you can't find the spaces if they're not actually for sale yet. So mm-hmm. I went and they still had a sign on Papa Gino's. So I called and I said, I don't want Papa Gino's, but I want Retro Fitness's space. And the guy said, Retro fitness is closing. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It was really interesting. And he said, "I'm. let me call you back. And so he took my number and then found out retro fitness was closing because I was right. And then called me back. Um, <laughs> I love that. I felt bad actually letting, that I was letting the, the property manager owner know that um, he is he's losing a business and before he knew it, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you believe that? <laughs> I felt really bad actually when I hung up the phone. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm the one that told him. Um, but anyway, that was really early. I think they closed in February of um, what would have been last year, right? So February of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were in talks with them for kind of a while. There was somebody else that was interested in purchasing the gym, like as a whole with the equipment in it and everything. Um, so they were also talking to the landlords. Um, but it sounded like they didn't really want to pay the same rent. So we, we kind of had the end cause we didn't care that yeah. we would pay that rent. Yeah. Um, so as all that was going on, I said, we, you know, we started researching like trampoline parks, um, what's the other thing? Laser tag, um, you yeah. know, kind of playgrounds. And we were trying to figure out where you even buy that. Cause we don't even, yeah. we didn't know. We don't. 
You just Google it, right? Yeah, we just Google, you know, how do you open a trampoline park? Like, I don't know. We Googled it and we were just trying to figure out how you can do it. ask uh, chat and GBT and and it'll tell you, you know. Yeah. uh, How how do I start a trampoline park? Yeah, how do I do this? (laughs) So my husband would be calling, you know, these trampoline places and I was calling these playground manufacturers and we were, you know, trying to figure out how much it costs. Do we have enough money? Like, we we don't even know if we have enough money to do this at this point. So... (laughs) We find, you know, a couple of American companies and it turns out most of them are like reselling imported playgrounds. You know what I mean? So they're, okay. they're probably importing the playground and then they're up charging you mm. for, which I understand. Um, and it would be for the convenience of them being an American company. Um, but it's not really American made. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Um, cause it seemed like there wasn't, there were no American made, um, Parks. Not that I saw. Um, so before we even signed the lease and like did any of that, we were trying to do our like due diligence of what could we put in there. Um, so we there's a lot of companies where you just send them the floor plan. Like, here's the floor plan and they'll send you back a design. Okay. Like, this is what we can make. So we went back and forth with a bunch of different companies. The cost was crazy. Like there was one American company that was like. I don't even know. I would say $300,000 plus. Mm. And it was, if you, I know you haven't been to Ready Stuff Play yet, but if you've been. (laughs) Don't don't out me. The kids want, like, okay, so before the, (laughs) now I got to explain. Before the program, I didn't know, because I was talking to the the kids, my my, uh, kids were like, we want to go to Ready Set Play. I'm like, that's great. Um, but my oldest is 10 and my middle child is eight and my youngest is seven. I thought maybe this, I just didn't know if like still age wise, they were still good to go for that. Um, but of course they were skiing all winter. They were skiing like anytime I had my boys, they were, they were skiing last winter. So we, it is on our, uh, on our agenda because we want to make sure that you succeed. Cause I don't know if I have the, you know, magic touch like you do. Like, yeah, you better come visit or maybe, uh, or maybe I'm the kiss of death. I don't know. Like if, <laughs> if the cold boys show up, like business is just going to plummet. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not trying to out you, but I'm just saying you don't know. But, um, the American ones that were a lot of money, you know, $300,000, they were probably, I'm, I'm going to guess, I don't really know the entire thing, but it, they were, might've been 2000 square feet of playground. Yeah. And the space is 16,000. Wow. That's a big space. Yes. So I'm thinking if I just put this 2000 square foot thing in there, yeah. people are going to be like, what the, what is this? <laughs> what are we coming to? Like, there's just a little uh, playground uh, in there. <laughs> so then I even thought, you know, remember they had that bounce house place at the mall? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe yeah. I could just get some bounce houses, you know? So then I started Googling the bounce houses. <laughs> and I'm like, what can I do in here that wouldn't look stupid? Like, I don't want it to, I don't want you to walk in and be like, this is lame. Like what is going on in here? So we finally found a company. Um, they're actually out of China, which I know. I'm sorry, right. we did not buy American. Um, it is what it is. That sent back the plan, and what they sent back was amazing. And I said, "Does everything in this picture come with this? Is that what you're saying?" And he's like, "Yeah, everything comes. There were little tricycles. There were these little houses. Just cute, all this cute stuff." And I said, "Okay, well, what's the price?" And she told me the price, and I was like, "Oh, yes, okay." <laughs> This price is amazing as well. <laughs> so then I spent some nights. So this is all still before I signed the lease. Like video chatting with this woman from China because 
the time zone is so different. So it's nine o'clock at night and I'm video chatting with this woman probably at nine o'clock in the morning in China, trying to figure out how you import anything because mm. I don't know how to import anything or what you do. So finally, after like kind of language barrier and everything, you know, my husband's calling trucking companies, trying to figure out how we're going to get it from the port to ready, set, play. Like how, how do we even do that? We don't know. So well, then you don't have a director of logistics. Have, no, I'm the, I'm the director of logistics. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what I needed to reach out to somebody that knew more than me. <laughs> but anyway, Kate, my, um, my Chinese playground lady, she was, she was amazing. We're still friends. I feel like we talk a lot still. I'm like, Hey Kate, what's going on? Um, she'll send me like Merry Christmas messages. <laughs> but anyway, she said, so do you need door to door service? I was like, wow, why didn't we talk about this three weeks ago? Yes, I need door-to-door service. So then they figured out everything. Like they do the shipping, they do the trucking, they do the everything. So, okay, good. So once we figured out that we could afford it, that we could get it there, and that we were good with the lease, we signed um, and just kind of waited for the playground to come because it comes on a boat. It takes a long time. Is it all so... Is it all uh, prefabricated or is it, uh, or did you have to, I mean, how does it come? Because obviously there's, there's big pieces, but is it all together when it comes or? No, it's funny because my brother, <laughs> one of my, my youngest brother lives in um, North Carolina. And so he didn't see, you know, everything that came until I posted a picture. So if you go on Ready, Set, Plays Facebook page, there's a picture very early on of all the things that came. Because originally the installers were going to empty the trucks when they came, but the timing of the playground and the installers didn't match. So we had, it was, you know, myself, my husband, my in-laws, my parents, like all of us just trying to empty these trucks because they wouldn't leave the container there. So you had to empty it when it came. Um, And there's also pictures of the trucks. They were two 40 foot containers and they were chock full of things. So we have just a kind of our friends and family emptying these trucks. And mm-hmm. when I posted the, the picture, door, is the door big enough to be able to get well, everything in the ready set play has two like double yeah, yeah, doors. Yeah. yeah. So there was like, we could open all so the doors, move any like windows or anything. No, so thankfully. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when I posted that picture, my brother, I think it's in the comments still. He's like, wow, it's like Ikea furniture. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Ikea on steroids. <laughs> yeah. Some assembly requi- required, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you look on there, you'll laugh because it's it, honestly, when, even when I looked, I was like, wow, this is a lot of things. Like, I don't even know where you would start to do this or build this or mm-hmm. anything. But thankfully, we hired people to do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I know. Trust me. It's not easy. I, I I put a shed up once in my house. I got it from Home Depot. Sorry, car hardware. Um, got it from, but I I literally had to hire someone to put the thing together because it was so complicated. And um, so yeah, you want you want the professionals. I built a dresser once, and I was like, I'm not the person. You're not doing. <laughs> yeah, I can I can manage small furniture. I can I can I can deal with that. But once you get uh, uh, bigger, so I I totally get it. Yeah, I did try to tell my husband that I thought it would be easy. I said, well, I think you could do it. Like you and my dad, you guys could build this. <laughs> oh, man. They well, both said no. Yeah. Well, they're smart. Yeah. They're smart. 
they're both really handy. I feel like they really, if they had really tried, I think they could have done it. You still haven't let that one go. No. <laughs> you still no. haven't let that one go. No, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> My husband is the maintenance man there, though. He does he does like all the fixing. So I think, I really do think he could have done it, but it would have taken a really long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah so you had, a, you had a deadline. Yeah, we deadline. did. You had a, you know. Even the playground people didn't meet our deadline. We were really hoping to open September 1. And we didn't end up opening until October, I think it was October 8th mm -hmm. or October 9th. So yeah. we've been open just about six months. Yeah. Well, it's not the worst, a, a, a one month, you know, for a project like this. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I guess you anticipate there's going to be delays, yeah. um, you know, but of course, if you're putting that kind of money into something, there was a point where I was like, we have to open right now. Yeah. <laughs> we have to get some yeah. money in here. You got, you know, it's cash flow. It's cash flow. So you know, you got to get the business started. So how has it been going since it's, October of 2022? It's been great. I actually looked up a couple of things just before I came because I wanted to know Well, I wanted to know anyway, but we've we've had over 570 birthday parties there. 570. Yes. I, have, have, how many days has it been since you've opened? That's like that... So, God, I don't know. I, like, I guess I'd have to do something. Sounds some like math. it's like two a day or something like that. Well, so there actually isn't any during the week usually. You know, yeah. most people aren't booking a party on a Tuesday because their kids are in school. Um, but on the weekends, I think of total available because we have two hour slots. I think there's 21. You could do 21 a weekend. Mm -hmm. And almost every weekend we've done 21. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. That is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you, like, I mean, you and you want uh, the operation to you know turn it over, and to get one party. In, I mean, do they overlap? The parties have to overlap a little bit. I assume there's like a 15 minute window. So okay. if one party gets over at 3:15, the next party starts at 3:30. Okay. Um, okay. and we have you know kind of all hands on deck. Go clean those rooms <laughs> for the next party to come wow. in. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, like we were saying, there there is nowhere within an hour. Um, and I don't, besides, um, I forget what it's called in North. So in North at North Adams or Adams, they're like kind of near Pedrins. There's a bowling alley up there. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called. I forget. Yeah. I forget too. Yeah. That's the last place I've been to a ch child's birthday party. Yes. And that's the only other place I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure where you'd book your child's well, party. I mean, I remember the last, the last party that I really loved uh going to um until I go to ready set play <laughs> uh was uh, when the kids would go to and there'd be a birthday party at candle lanes yeah, and it yes. was candle pin bowling and you get pizza and you get cake for the kids and everything and they just loved it you know the the little bowling balls and, and everything um and unfortunately that's not in existence anymore I know there's now a bowling alley Back in Pittsfield, the old Imperial is now. Yes. Uh, and so K&M is there. So uh, we just went to a fundraiser there the other night. So I hope maybe we're the pendulum. Has, because that we we had taken a lot of hits uh, as yeah. far as these family kind of things. No bowling alley. No, you know, inside park. No, you know, uh, you know things like the softball complex. Like that's not functioning. It's just like time after time. It seems we keep losing these kind of uh, family fun resources. You know? Yeah. And so, so hopefully the pendulum is swinging the other way. 
I hope so. Yeah. I mean, we even talk, of course, after um, a few months, well, I guess maybe last month, they announced that Bed Bath & Beyond was closing, which was right next door to us. Yeah. So everybody just started tagging us in that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. we already spent all our money, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we had to take a little breather. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, but that's that's a part of it. But obviously, I mean, I assume you're hitting your goals, uh, you know, booking the parties the way that you're booking. Yeah. I mean, we really didn't know. Uh, we went into it pretty blind, which I guess is not how you should open a business. Just anybody who's looking to open a business, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we did our research, you know, and I, my background is education, but it's also business. I have a degree in business yeah. um, marketing and then a master's in education. So I, I do know what I'm doing, but it certainly wasn't, it's not something that we were, you know, aware of like when the busy, busy times are, when the slower times are. So it's still kind of a learning curve with that. Right. right. Um, or what's going to be that thing that really hits. I mean, I don't know if you anticipated to be fully booked for parties on the weekends all the time, you know, and if that was part if you plan for it, great. But like, you know, to me, that's something uh, that may have been a pleasant surprise and then something to build off of. Yeah. I mean, we knew there weren't many places like to choose from. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll get people, you yeah. know, there's going to be somebody that'll book their birthday party here. Um, <laughs> somebody but, will. Yeah. We didn't really anticipate that it would be so many. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't, I, I understand why people are, especially in the winter months when it's freezing, mm -hmm. where else are you going to go? Right. You know, right. so I get it. Um, and, and, and booking, uh, the upstairs at Basquiat, uh, for a kid's birthday party, Probably not in the price range of, of many people. So, you know, as oh, far can as you I do that? I didn't even know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to. Yeah, right. You have a skiing party. Yeah. That probably is probably a, well, a big expense. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, things like that. So, that, you know, having, you know, having it be in the price range of, you know, uh, uh, more people in, in our city. I mean, hey, we're all, we're all working hard, uh, working families and everything. And so to do something nice for the kids, you know, it, it, it does let's, let's make it, you know, affordable. So obviously you're in that, you're in that realm. Yeah, we do. I, we do have, there are, there are some complaints on our Facebook page about the price, but our pricing is much in line with any of the other places that you would drive an hour to. Yeah. Um, right. and right. our admission is good for the day. So if you come in the morning and you want to go have lunch at the 99 or go yeah. to Panera or something and come back, you can. Yeah. Um, so then the question is this, if you do take over Bed Bath & Beyond, <laughs> with another element, could that whole property be an attraction where people would instead of, okay, so I am raising my kid in uh, Chatham, New York. So instead of uh, going to Albany, maybe they'll come to Pittsfield instead, because that's kind of the critical mass of, of fun stuff. It just, yeah, just spitballing here. Just spitballing. Well, we do have, um, we definitely have families that will reach out that are from Vermont that will come down. Um, we've yeah. definitely had people from New York that have come over. Awesome. So I do think we would get a little bit of that. And I don't think there's not a market for it. So if anybody is thinking about doing it, like a lot of people reached out to us to say, why don't you open something similar, but for older children? Because, you know, like I said, my son is 10 or I don't know why I just said 10. He's 12. <laughs> <laughs> and he does think it's a little bit lame. Like he likes it, but he's not... <laughs> <laughs> it's not his thing. So yeah. All right. So there you go. There's your, the, you know, once you get 12, then ready, set, play as it is, maybe gets a little bit 
more kiddish like yeah, just too, too you know it's not it's not cool it's too babyish it's too babyish yeah i gotcha i gotcha hey that and that's and i unfortunately anticipated that for my boy so i have to i had to I have to recalibrate you know my thinking so if you're if you're 10 it's still cool i think it's still cool we just had yeah. um you know we had a we've had a couple 10 year old birthday parties and we do have a section of trampolines that we added uh, a couple months ago okay. so that was big for the older kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So how would you ex- describe, uh, you know, so, cause you mentioned trampoline, so we have those there. So how, like from in, in the industry or from just a general marketing, how would you describe ready, set, play? What, what is it? So I would say it's a, it's a giant indoor playground. Okay. <laughs> um, it has ball pits. It has um, you know, big slides. It has, um, kind of a maze aspect in the larger kids section. Like there's kind of an older kid section and a younger kid section. Mm-hmm. The older kid section is almost like a maze. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two levels. We were going to go three, but the ceiling was too low. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's two levels. And then there's a section that we just added cause there was kind of a little section that wasn't really being used. It's I say little, but it was like 20 by 20. Maybe so in that section we added it's um it's three trampolines um with like those basketball hoops that go up. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> they have like kind of like a trampoline that goes up towards basketball hoops so you can play basketball on that side, and then there's a foam pit that you can like, you know, jump into the foam pit from the yeah. trampolines. Cool. If you were the czar of Pittsfield, the Berkshires, and you were like, okay, well, what are a couple of the other kind of things that families would love? What would you What would you think about that uh, you think there's a there's a demand for or there's a desire for? Well, I mean, even if you go by what people said when we posted we were opening, <laughs> which I think is funny, you know, we said we're opening a giant indoor playground and they were like, what about go-karts? And I'm like, what about go-karts? I can't do everything over here. <laughs> you know? But um, so a lot of people go-karts. will say go-karts, okay. um, laser tag is a big laser one that people tag. will say. Okay. Um, we did a- add the trampolines, but I wouldn't consider us a trampoline park. And a lot of people have said that. Yeah, that's that, I, I hear that quite a bit. Um, not being a trampoliner, uh, I, I don't know, you know, so, but that seems to be a pretty popular thing in other, in yeah, other places. Yeah, we've taken Matt to the trampoline park before. It's it's kind of like, it has trampolines, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense, right? <laughs> right. But that's the name. Um, but it also has like kind of the ninja warrior kind of things where there's like these obstacle courses the kids can do um, in the same vicinity. So ours, I would say, is not really that. We do have trampolines, but it's not in the same vicinity as a trampoline park so maybe bed bath and beyond yeah it could be could be the the trampoline park could be the full-fledged the go-karts trampoline the trampoline park, park. <laughs> we'll do the go-karts going around the perimeter yeah and then the trampolines in the middle uh there you have it so i mean i know i was we we want you to we want you to invest more uh melissa <laughs> i know i just need I a little time we don't have time. any money right now yeah well, I know, and that's and that's the thing, you know. I mean, you know, you you put upfront that investment. Obviously, hopefully, all that money uh, comes back uh, and uh, and keeps rolling. But, um, but yeah, I think, but I I do believe, and and you know, we we're talking. Yeah, there's a lot of focus on the downtown, um, yeah. right now, especially. And I think, you know, 
because we have our challenges downtown. So I think there, there needs to be some, but, um, but business as a whole and, uh, my good friend, Scott Kirshner at Mad Max, he's the one also that reminded me of that. I was down at currency coffee and he said, you know what? I like your whole downtown thing, but don't forget about us out here, uh, in Allendale. Don't forget about us at the underground. Don't forget about, you know, and so it's, it, you know, business is business. And, you know, if you have a good business with a good market, you're going to go there. And, um, and that's really important. So I, I think that, uh, I think that looking at family opportunities and different things for families to do, I think is a big opportunity in, uh, in our community. Yeah. I mean, that's even where we, we kind of started with the preschools is we felt like that was lacking, you know, a good early enter, like a good early childhood education program wasn't really available in, in the Berkshires. And I think we've kind of filled that niche a little bit with that. Um, and then, you know, when we move forward with Ready, Set, Play, it's also, you know, I feel bad because our kids kind of miss out when we open these things. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what our our thought is. You know, mm-hmm. we have kids. What are we doing with our kids? You know, we're driving an hour and mm-hmm. we're going to these fun places. Um, you know, so I think to fill that void is great. I wish my kids were younger, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I'm I'm glad to do it for I guess it's still our market, you know, all our preschoolers, a lot of the birthday parties are our preschoolers or older preschoolers that we had a few years ago. But how so. cool is it for your kids to be able to see mom and dad as entrepreneurs and doing that? Um, I can't imagine a more interesting lesson than that to be like, hey, this is this is how we do things. You know, mom and dad, we don't go to an office yeah. every day <laughs> and collect a paycheck every two weeks and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we do things differently. Um, it gives us more maybe stress and headache, but also it gives us more freedom. It's interesting being yeah. entrepreneurs. Uh, definitely our older two children, I think, have seen kind of the the evolution of us. You know, we were we were certainly like, I wouldn't say low income. We were probably, you know, middle class, you know, sure. both working people. My husband worked at the sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. I worked at the school system. You know, we didn't have free flowing cash and we've kind of evolved into these two people that are entrepreneurs yeah. and i think our kids do like think awesome. that's cool you know like oh that's cool like the- that is cool that and is really hopefully awesome. they'll take risks like i'm the risk taker in our relationship i think of of myself and my husband mm-hmm. um but it usually works out fine so yeah it is <laughs> but and, i'm the one that no no risk no reward i mean i know it's a trite saying but that's what it is. And you followed your dream and you know what, sometimes we do that and maybe we trip up a few times or, or what have you, and you have to sort of make your mistakes along the way and learn from them quickly, but you know, fall forward as they say. Right. Um, but yeah, there's nothing like being an entrepreneur. No. And I, I, if anybody is like, you know, looking to, to start something or open something when we first, well, when I first had the idea for the preschool, um, on North street, there's, well, might be on Fen. I think it's on North though. There's a, there's a small business development center mm-hmm. right yep. in the, yeah. 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 So Keith, Keith Gerard. Okay. There. So they're yeah. great. Like yeah, yeah. I worked with a woman there for months mm-hmm. on a business plan and projections and bank numbers, because you need all that to get any funding. Mm-hmm. Um, when we opened ready set play, we had, um, funding from ready set learn that we could use. So it was kind of a different experience, but if you're new and trying to get into business, they're a great resource and they can help you, you know, create a plan and create financials and 
and explain to you, you know, where, how you go to the bank and what you do for funding and all that yeah. stuff is really, they're a great resource. They are, they are. And I've uh, worked with them in the past and, um, Keith from the Mass Small Business Development Center Network um, is a great resource, and I know he has people, you know, working with businesses there um, as well. But uh, it it is it is, and it's and it's free. Yeah, you it know, was free. Yeah, I worked with a lady awesome. named Nancy. She was great. I love Nancy. She yeah. moved to Florida. She's not here anymore. Yeah, right. I, I loved. Think, her. I was trying to remember um, who it was, and uh, and yes, uh, Nancy's. Oh, we miss her. Yeah, she her. moved to Florida, but yeah. I really she she was great and she was so sweet because even when we moved from Virginia Ave to Dalton Ave, she helped with that. And then when we did the Wendell Ave, she just sent me messages on Facebook like I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, Oh I've got I love you. She's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. Oh, <laughs> uh, we love you, Nancy. Great family too. Um, great family. And uh so yeah. So did we did we miss anything, Melissa? I don't think so. Come to Ready Set Play. Come to Ready Set Play. For sure. The Kroll boys are coming. <laughs> yes, you need to come to Ready Set Play. <laughs> <laughs> We're going there. We're going there. Um, and uh, it, it, it is awesome. And I think, yeah, listen, Pittsfield is a city of families. You know, it's families. Um, it's our, our friends and, and neighbors. And like, you know, we want to have fun stuff to do. <laughs> well, and I think everybody's goal is, you know, as we always talk about, like, how do we get young families to come here or to stay here? Well, they need things to do. You know, that's right. That's right. And we all love our kids, but we also want to bring them places that will be fun. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, absolutely. So, you know, the the more we can do that, I think it is, it it makes the the city more attractive from a quality of life standpoint, which ultimately is economic development. Everybody says they want to grow business. Well, you can only grow business in places that are uh, places where people want to live and and, and all that. So, um, so that is really, really important. Those are, those are great points. Absolutely. So, um, well, keep up the entrepreneurial spirit. I love it. I love it because if you think like, listen, at some point you made a decision to, to do this and, you know, you could be teaching and doing a tremendous job yeah. you know, teaching yeah. in our schools and, and, and still doing that. But man, what if you've missed out on, on some amazing experiences and, and this community has benefited from what you've done. Thank and, you. And yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. So we all benefit from it. Maybe we'll have another ready, set, something. Ready, set, something. Ready, set, jump. I like that. Ready, set, go. No, let's just I don't stick know. with that. <laughs> let's just have a place open up. Ready, set, something. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, Melissa. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the John Kroll podcast on your platform of choice. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever works for you. Also, I would like to hear from you on the people and the stories that you'd like to hear more of. Send me a note through Facebook Messenger, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm easy to find and I'm easy to reach. I look forward to hearing from you. And if you'd like to support the podcast for less than a cup of coffee, and I'm not talking about the cost of a large latte at a fancy coffee shop, no, more like a McDonald's coffee, go into the description of this episode and scroll down to the anchor.fm link. It's right there. Just click it and you can see your options or log on to anchor.fm backslash John hyphen Kroll backslash support. Again, thank you for listening. I'm John Kroll. Talk to you soon. Thank you.